Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doink. With myself, Josh, and Michaela, we'll be going over everything that happened in the uh, world of sports over the last week or so. Actually, last two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. I was missing in action. Yeah. MIA. MIA. Well, traveling. You know, another marathon. Down. <laughs> Not the Boston marathon, but I did run Newport, and I did run Wilmington, Delaware. So, um, very busy. How many does that make in total now? <clears throat> uh, total marathons, 13. Wow. 11 states. In Damn. 12 months. That's awesome. Jesus. Well, 13 months. Yeah, this will be month 13. He gets around. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a marathon whore. <laughs> well, you're going to have to hold off for a little while. Uh, no. When's your next How's one? How's your knee feeling? Eh, knee's okay. Foot's okay. I'm just going to stretch it out for the next few days. I have a I have a trail race with my buddy, Adam. Well, a trail run with my buddy, Adam, this Sunday. That probably will be my first run post-marathon. I'll get back into it a little bit heavier next week. Um, then really ramp up the week after, and then I have a 50k. Uh, the 15th of May, I'm doing the Watupa Pond 50k in Fall River. Fall River Westport, right? Yeah, Fall River Westport. It's a 10k loop. Uh, run that five times to finish the race. Wow. So, my buddy Adam, who I ran Newport with, um, because I ran Newport unofficial, so yep. I was there. I was pacing him. Actually, what sucks, so. Tangent, but so we all get to Newport together. We all carpool together, and then um, Adam's wife was meeting him at the race. Mm-hmm. And I ran into a couple of runners who I've known through like Instagram and people I've been wanting to run. So I start chatting with them. Then all of a sudden, I hear the national anthem happening, and I'm like, "Oh shit, the race is starting! Where the fuck is Adam?" So I race goes off. I'm in the back of the pack, and I knew what Adam wanted to run, so I tried to catch up to that group. Mm -hmm. But being in the back of the pack, you're with the six-hour marathoners, and I got to catch up to the 330 marathoners. So for the first six miles, I'm not with Adam. I got to catch up to this guy. So I'm running like one of my fastest 10Ks ever at the beginning of a marathon to catch up to my buddy to then have to reel it back to slow down to get into – that rhythm mm-hmm. to get into that pace for the 330. I mean, Adam was smooth as butter for that race. It was, I mean, cramps are going to happen. You're going to battle headwind because you're in Newport. Mm-hmm. He still got across at 330, so much kudos to him. It was an awesome race. It was an awesome time being out there. Um, Newport's become my favorite race. I've ran it two years in a row. I plan on making it my yearly race every year, regardless of if I ever qualify or when I qualify for Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. I don't look at that race as like my penultimate. Yeah. Newport's local to me. Narragansett's a little bit local to me. Those would be my probably my two go to races mm-hmm. on a route on a routine every year. I really enjoy those races. Awesome. So Delaware was not as much fun. Uh I took a beating in Delaware. I was on three call it three twenty pace, three twenty three. I was pretty much right where I was running PR wise from when I ran Narragansett last year. I just didn't take the heat very well. I got dehydrated. I started cramping up. I, I fought through the cramps as much as I could, but it just became a point where I couldn't fight the cramps anymore. Mm-hmm. And you had to walk it off and stretch it out and walk it off and stretch it out. I ran across the finish line, and then almost immediately, there's a video because uh, I had the camera set up. I crossed the finish line. I hit my watch. I immediately go to the right, and I just collapse. And that was it. 
someone comes over like, do you need medical attention? I'm like, no, just no. Just, just leave me be. Yeah. Just leave me be. <laughs> just let me be. I'm I'm not dying. I'm just cramped. I just ran a freaking marathon. I'm so. <laughs> cramped so badly right now. I'm in so much pain, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. You know, it's my own form of torture. <laughs> so I might even run Providence this weekend. I haven't decided. Oh everybody's God. got their, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. True. I like, might just pop you like up. running races. I might just pop up the Providence. I don't have a bib. Just, be like, just do it. I'm like, who needs a pacer for four hours? I'm here for you. I'll give you four hours of my life. We'll have some good chats. Yeah, I'll just chatter. I'll keep you happy the whole time. That's yeah. my thing. Like, something I realized about running with Adam in Newport was, wow, that was almost a unison cough for me, too. Um, Adam's a lot like myself. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of how my race is going, if I'm having a good race or I'm mm-hmm. having a bad race, I am the most talkative person on the course. You're just a talkative person in general. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're when you're running with people who look like they're miserable because they're running for again, 26.2 miles. Some people are out there for, you know, the, the elites which I don't run with, but like with with the Boston Marathon, you had the elites finishing in 2 hours and 6 minutes for the men, mm-hmm. 2 hours and 20 minutes for the women. I'm never going to be with that group. I traditionally will hang out in that three to four hour group i'll run into some of the three hour guys i'll run into some of the four hour people um on courses that are out and backs like you see some of the same people Mm -hmm. so like adam and me we're talking to everybody we're running at a good pace and we're just holding conversations with everybody and holding conversations with ourselves in wilmington there was a point in the race where we ran up a we ran down a hill and i could see some of the people who i had met earlier in the race Mm -hmm. But on the way back up the hill were all people I hadn't met before. What did I do? I high-fived every single runner on the way up the hill. Every single runner got a high-five from me. And then I saw them again on the back half when I was suffering. And I was still cheering them on, Mm -hmm. high-fiving them, telling them to go get their number. You know, just having a good time. Yeah. I might be in a lot of pain, but I'm not going to deter that from me mm-hmm. having a good time. Exactly. The last time I did that was Atlantic City, and I regretted it because I was so miserable in Atlantic City. I couldn't cheer anybody on because I was just pissed off with how bad I was doing. Now I just realize I'm going to have bad ra- I'm going to have bad races. Yeah, but my- don't let that yeah. affect your mood. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, what are we going to start with? Are we going to start with your boys over here in your the boys? F1? Yeah, let's start with yeah. the F1. All right, let's let's start with. Let's start on a high note. The yeah. Emilia uh, Emilia Romero Grand Prix. Uh, better known as Imola, um, the Imola circuit. Um, this past weekend is in Italy, right? Was mm-hmm. in Italy. I was about to say Emilio Regima. Isn't that like uh, where a certain Reggio uh, Emilia? Yeah. Reggio Emilia. That's right. Yeah. No, this was a very, very good race for Red Bull. Well, yeah, they went one two, right? They went one two, mm-hmm. and Ferrari finished six DNF. I mean, they still got points though. They did. They got. Uh, uh, eight points for eight. Leclerc's finish. Mm-hmm. Which still gives him how many more points than everybody else? So looking at the actual results, uh, the standings in the drivers, uh, Charles Leclerc is sitting at 86, 86 points, where Max Verstappen is second at 59. Yeah, so he's got yeah. he's got a good lead. Not something that he can afford DNFs and stuff no, like that, exactly. but he's still got a good lead. Yeah, and constructors, um, Ferrari is sitting at 124 with Red Bull at 113. Okay, so, so they're they close, the gap. but that's also because of the P2 finish in Australia for Checo, yep. which helped out with the points. Um, but this week, a 1-2 finish for Red Bull helps me a ton. And then the third podium went to Lando Norris 
of McLaren. What? Huge finish. Wow. Because fourth went to uh, Russell, who was 12 seconds behind, or eight seconds behind Norris. The bottom of the pack, um, we had Alonso, um, Fernando Alonso for Alpine did not finish. Uh, and Carlos Sainz went out on the third turn of the race. He spun out. It was a racing incident between him and uh, Danny Ricardo, where um, he tried to go behind. Ricardo was getting squished into him, and his tire went into his rear tire went into the front of um, Carlos Sainz's rear tire, and it spun Sainz out. He was out of the race after three or four turns in horrible start because it was on the second lap of Australia when Carlos Sainz spun out. So two DNFs back to back very early in the race for yeah. Sainz. Not even given a chance to even come out. No. And the big story to come out of this week is, well, there's a couple big stories. One, Valtteri Bottas uh, f- driving for Alfa Romero who used to be for Mercedes uh, before George Russell took that spot, is finds himself back in the top 10, actually back in the top five. He finished fifth with the Romero car, which is great for him. He's finally getting back into it. Um, Sebastian Vettel for Aston Martin mm-hmm. gets his first finish of the of the year. He missed the first two races with COVID. He, was, uh, he spun out in Australia, and he actually finished in eighth. So, this week. Top 10 finish. Top 10 finish for him. Great finish for his actual first finished race this year. At 13, Lewis Hamilton. I know. What's going on? Yeah. It's not Hamilton. It's the car. It's the car. It's the car. Which, I don't know what's going on with that right now because George Russell in the Mercedes, same car, finished fourth. Well, yeah. So it's the same car, but it's not the same car. It's, it's the, the same technology. It's it's the same car. It's all about how the driver drives the car. Mm-hmm. He he is saying that um, his worst car he ever had was his 2009 car, which was very early in his career. It was almost undrivable. He said this one he says is very close to that. Um, the race engineers for Mercedes are realizing it that this car is not suitable for him Hamilton. So they're gonna have to work something out. So he can continue. He's not right now. He's not going to be able to vie for the championship right now. It's sitting between Leclerc and Verstappen, but Leclerc's got a got it gripped by the balls. If he keeps winning, well, keeps getting have, podiums and such like this, it's just got to be podiums. It, how's this? Your boy Verstappen can get once the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. If Leclerc is on the podium with him at two or three, he's not going to catch him. No, he's not going to catch him. And. Verstappen already put himself behind the eight ball. With two DNFs. With two DNFs. I'm not saying Leclerc can DNF himself and still be clear. The issue being is... If if it continues to be... I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. If it continues to be the fight that Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen had last year where they would like trade ones, if the same thing happens with Leclerc and Verstappen, Leclerc has the win. He already... Mm -hmm. Yeah. If Verstappen pretty much wins out, which is next to near impossible yeah. if he wins out and Leclerc gets a few podiums Verstappen will win it but I mean the last time somebody was that dominant was Schumacher yeah Nobody's Michael it, Schumacher no yeah. one's even come close no. to dominating F1 the way Schumacher did it almost wasn't even fair at one point because 
I think didn't Schumacher go a season? How many races are in in F one? In the season is anywhere between like twenty one and twenty four. Yeah, wasn't there a year like he won like seventeen races or something yeah. like that? It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, he just went on a the tear. closest it's ever been was Lewis Hamilton. I think he won thirteen or fourteen a couple seasons ago. Yeah, and that's still not that's close when you consider. Like, okay, you said I go out there and win, win four more races. It's mm-hmm. almost like a conversation a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Tiger Woods in, yeah. in the um, majors. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, he was close. Holy shit, he still needs four more? Yeah. Jack Nicholson was that much better? Yeah, which ironically, there's a uh, a podcast I was listening to today. I'll plug another podcast. Um, I just started listening to the first episode. It's called All American, Tiger Woods. It's a, what is this? How many... Uh, 10 episodes um 10 episode podcast about the career of tiger woods mm-hmm. and his his rise to greatness his fall and his comeback so definitely worth suggesting uh worth listening to all american by tiger Wo- uh, all american tiger woods it's done by the podcasting uh company is i don't know doesn't say here by <laughs> Omni Studio. Omni Studio, okay. Omni Studio produced podcast, All American Tiger Woods. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much um, Imola for you. Two weeks, uh, we have Miami, the first U.S. race of the year. First one you'll actually be able to like have a normal sleep schedule to watch. Um, well, probably still not going to be able to watch all of it because it's at 3.30 on the day of Backlash oh, when we're going right. to be in Providence. So I might just have, have to find phone. it on my phone. That's what's that's exactly. What there you go. I mean, back in the day when I was growing up, it was a VHS in the VHS player, hit record, record. and try to catch it. Now you can just stream it on your phone, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll you'll find a way to stream it if you want to watch your boy. Shit, if, shit! If I can't watch it there, I'll just have it on my phone while we're watching Backlash. I'll just look up and down, look <laughs> yeah. up and down. back and forth. I know. I'm excited for Backlash. Backlash is gonna be a lot of fun. I mean. Before we even got on the show, we talked a little bit about how much fun WWE's been. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know Cody Rhodes' return. Yeah. But Ezekiel? Ezekiel. Ezekiel has been, like, a great surprise. Like, Kevin Owens. Who wants to hear Ezekiel speak? <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. It's the same slogan. Kevin Owens is onto something here, but nobody wants to listen to him because Kevin Owens is the heel. Because it's Kevin Owens. That's right. Just like Sami Zayn. And I love how angry Kevin Owens gets. Like, no, stop it. Bull, stop that bullshit. <laughs> or um, Oscar's return this past week, too. Oh, Oscar's return. Ali's return. Yeah. With the call up of Champa. Yep. It's a fucking matter of time till Champa's with uh, Edge and oh, Priest. Only a matter of time. Really, only a matter of time. Now, who's going to be the female? Rhea. You think so? I, I uh, fuck, it should be Rhea. See, I would like a double turn and I'd like it to be Liv, Liv. Morgan. Will live actually. Gets, That'd be fun. Gets in. I I think we're going to get a Rhea versus Liv match at Backlash. I hope so. I hope so. Just for Meredith's sake. Yeah, for my sake too. <laughs> I love Liv. No, I know you do, but I mean, Meredith can wear her Rhea shirt. I'll wear my Liv shirt. I really don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. Um, so so far out of the confirmed matches, which one are you looking forward to the most? The oh, the unification tag title. Usos versus Arcade Bro. Yeah. All right. I'm. I am looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to see Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins too, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see that. Because that's just going to be a standard one-on-one match. It's not going to have any kind of no, stipulation. No, stipulation. I'm just excited to see. I think, honestly. To, to see Cody go early, over again. Really? 
I was gonna say this is gonna be for Cody's first loss in the E. No, I I think Cody's gonna go on a run. They're lining Cody up to go against Roman. Are they lining him up to take the belts from Roman? Hey, his introductory press conference, he says the one thing that his father never held was the WWF championship. His father never held it. So he'll be the first Rhodes to do it. First Rhodes to do it. I'm just that is a great story. That is a great story. Now. How soon does it happen is the real question because that's going to say that's going to say a lot for for Cody. Well, that's going to say a lot for people coming back to the E, not just for Cody. That's going to say a lot for <clears throat> those guys who left, people who are going to be hitting the free agency market, whether that's the revival, mm-hmm. whether that's EC3, Braun Strowman, like those guys when they hit the market. You know, if WWE has any interest in bringing their talents back, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Which, something about the revival, I don't know if you saw it, that being booked for the Owen Hart uh, tournament yeah. is Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. Yeah. The first time the revival have ever faced, faced off. each other. I li- and I like AEW bringing that tournament in as well. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's very, very big. You know, to bring Owen Hart and his name back into the mm-hmm. wrestling industry. Because... It's it's sorely been missed, at least from my generation. Mm-hmm. I grew up really liking Owen Hart and the Hart Foundation and Bret Hart and stuff like that. I apologize. Soon enough, you'll be able to join in on these oh, conversations. Fine. Honestly, the thing is, I'm taking in all of this information, and I'm just and then learning. you can just start watching weekly programming and kind yeah. of figure it out. Yeah, yeah. All 14 hours of weekly programming there is. If you give me the content, how's this? If you really, really, really want to get into wrestling, and I'm not trying to knock the generation that you grew up with watch the attitude era no (laughs) go back and watch early new generation late new generation right before the attitude era and just specific the match you specifically want to watch is Owen Hart versus Bret Hart at at Mm -hmm. Wrestlemania um they were the opening match before Bret Hart beat Yokozuna for the world championship later on in the night it's the best match of the night Mm -hmm. and it just shows how tech how far ahead Owen Hart was in comparison to where everybody else was as far as wrestling was concerned mm-hmm. and where wrestling is nowadays because you see a lot of the move sets that he was doing back then the as move sets that people like Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, um, all the technical wrestlers, Johnny John Gargano, Gargano, those guys. <clears throat> what year was that Andrade match? Andrade Cien Almas. Was it WrestleMania? It wasn't WrestleMania 10. I think it was WrestleMania 10 actually. I think it was WrestleMania 10. I might be wrong. Uh, I can get the Correct resume. I can look it up. later. Okay, or we could look it up. It might be ten. It might be ten. Because ten was the one with uh, Razor Ramon as well, which ladder match with uh, WrestleMania ten. It was ten. So that that match that night, you get to watch also Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels in the first ever ladder match for I the unification of the Intercontinental Championship. Ugh. Because it was a fake Intercontinental Champion and a real Intercontinental Champion. So we get Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Yep. Bam Bam and Luca Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon versus Doink the Clown and Dink the Clown. Yep. Hey, um, there you go. Great introduction. Know, right? Randy Savage versus Crush. Nice. Alundra Blaze versus uh, Layla Kai. Yep, for the women's title. Men on a Mission. Yep. Uh, versus the Quebecers. Yep. And, yep. Yokozuna versus Mr. Uh, versus versus Lex, Luger. Lex Luger. Yep. Earthquake versus Adam Baum. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Yep. And Brett versus Yokozuna. Okay. Three matches to watch. Owen Hart. Razor Ramon, Shawn. Brett, Yokozuna. That's it. You don't really need to watch any of the other stuff. Unfortunately, okay. not to knock it, but there's really not too many 
good matches on this. Mm-hmm. There's just two great matches and one good match because Brickett and the title at the end is very key. Okay. Because of right. the story storyline it tells, which yeah. is awesome. So. All right. Yeah, and I mean, you have obviously the singles between Owen and Brett, the brothers facing yeah. off a technical masterpiece. It is. And then the greatest ladder match of all time, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Not Bret Hart, Jesus. Uh, Razor Ramon versus Ramon Shawn Michaels. Versus Shawn Michaels, yeah. Right. No, so, Bret Hart had four matches that night. <laughs> he had th- uh, two. I'm kidding. I'm I saying well, because I mean, if I said Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, that makes three. Yeah, exactly. And then he should have just. He could have been a list. fucking atom bombs match too. Exactly. I mean, he he could have pulled it off. All right, let's get to the NBA. All right, yeah, let's get those brooms out. Okay. Yes. So um, sweep. I was wrong. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> so we'll start, and I was right about Kevin Durant being the leading scorer. But anyways, so yeah. we'll start with. I said Tatum, and he got fucking fouled out. <laughs> I know. I, hey, he was 10 points away. I guarantee if he stayed in the game, he probably would have. But So we'll start with last night's um, Game 4, Nets versus Boston Sweet. in Brooklyn. Um, it was a very close game. It pretty much went back and forth uh, for the entire game, and then you get down to At the last the end, it was va- like nail-biting. It was. So I got home, and I was following it back and forth because I was watching Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, and I didn't know that Tatum had fouled out because we were recording. So I'm like, where the hell is Tatum? Because I'm seeing Horford. I'm seeing Smart. I'm seeing Brown. And I'm Tice. Like, and, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing everyone else besides Tatum. I'm like, what the hell is going on until after the fact? But the Celtics get the win. I say um, that tip in by Al Horford with the missed layup by Smart. That win it. sealed it, essentially. It sealed it. Because then and they brought it down. They Punched a three. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Durant missed a free throw. So yep. uh, Celtics win it 116-112. to 112. They sweep the Brooklyn Nets by Kyrie. Um, so Celtics will be moving on. They will be facing the winner of the Bucks and the Bulls series. Bucks are up 3-1 to one in that series. And they are playing tomorrow, Wednesday. Yep. And then so right now for the standings, for the playoffs, we have... So I just said... Um, Celtics are moving on to the second round. Um, right now, um, Miami has a 3-1 lead over the Hawks, and they are currently playing right now. Um, Timberwolves and Grizzlies tied 2-2. They're also playing right now. My surprise, Pelicans and Suns are tied 2-2. Well, Devin Book is hurt, and he's done for the series. So that's I'm very excited. Huge. That's massive for the Suns. That's huge. Yeah, and then a great thing for... Because if the Suns go out... I still think they're... The East wins. I still think the East wins either way. Yeah, personally for me. I mean, just seeing th- the teams I think the that are three best there. teams in the East. I think the three best teams in the NBA are the the Heat, the Celtics, and the Bucks. I take the Heat out and I put the Warriors in. That's but I have the Bucks, the Celtics, and I have the Warriors. Those are my teams. Okay, I mean, I would take the Heat over the Warriors in a seven game series. I think mm-hmm. if you were playing one on one, if it was just one game, okay. But I just. There's I get reason, where you're coming from, 100. percent There's a reason the Heat. The Heat have the long seed. game. That's true, and they have the defense. The Heat have the long I game. They have the defense. They play defense. Like, I know they're. I, this is a gentleman's sweep for the Heat. Okay, they they Toronto got a win. It was a gentleman's sweep. Yeah. Is really what it was because they, they realistically should have swept Toronto. I, I think it was just you know Toronto, no Atlanta. Ad, oh yeah, Sixers Miami's are playing, playing Toronto. Atlanta, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Atlanta, I'm sorry. I'll finish out. So, like I said, the Bucks are up 3-1 on the Bulls. Warriors are up 3-1 on the Nuggets. I think that'll be a gentleman's sweep. They yep. should uh, They should. Same thing with the Bucks should be a gentleman's sweep. Um, Dallas leads um, the Jazz 3-2. I think they should be They should be winning that series. Um, God, that series and 76ers, is still going on. I know. 
these, I feel like the first round besides the Celtics has been going on forever. And then for the last one, uh, 76ers lead the Raptors 3-2. And they play on Thursday. It's crazy to think because I always forget that the finals for the NBA run until June. It's not even yep. May. No, it's not. It just shows you how long the how NBA long playoffs are. How long the games. Well, they, I, think, I think the NBA should institute this like like baseball has in their first round of the playoffs. It shouldn't be seven games. It should be... It should be five? I think it should be three for their three, first five, round. Three, five, seven, seven? Because they have the play-in to get into it, and I think the first series should be three. You win two, you go forward, and then maybe, like you said, because there we have so many series in the NBA. Could be three, five, seven, seven. Yeah, or even three, five, five, seven. The NBA, fi- uh, well, I think the conference finals Conference be, finals needs to be seven. seven. Yeah, so three, five, seven, seven, just because it takes so freaking long. And with the fouls, like we saw at the end of the Celtics I mean, games, if you think about so it, long. if you think about it, the NFL playoffs, there's four games at yeah. most you're going to play, and it takes four to five weeks. You have that break for you have the two weeks before the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it takes that's five weeks, and this you have thirty games, months, and it takes much. two months. Which I like it, but like you said, it gets to a point where certain certain of these games, they just it takes like to play the last two minutes of the game takes like 15 minutes and sometimes yeah. it's like I want this to get yeah. fucking over with. <laughs> this is why I like hockey. Hockey never stops. Mm-mm. It's true. And we already said stops. that hockey is the superior. So. It, it really is. I mean it does you everything. You get through an entire so. I mean go- I'm going to the game Thursday just so everybody knows. Nice. Nice. I got a ticket. My mom got me a ticket so I'm going. My, Shout out Mama Andre. That's um, Mama Andre. Bruins. I don't know who they're playing. Sabers. Okay, so I'm going to see the Bruins and the Sabers. It's not the Bruins and the Avalanche, but, but it'll. I was going to say it's it'll not do. the Avs, so that's why I was like, oh, who are they playing? I'll wear a Sabers hat just to be a dick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, I'm going with all Bruins fans. I gotta stick out. Actually, shout out to the guy. I don't even know his name in Wilmington, Delaware. When I was going out for the second half of the marathon, there was a guy sitting there in a lawn chair in a Sabres hat cheering me on. And then when I came back suffering, the same guy was cheering me on. This so, is for him. This is for him. I'm wearing a Sabres <laughs> hat for that guy. I don't know his name. Thank you, that guy. Thank you. Pink shirt, pink lawn chair, Sabres hat. All right. I like it. The pink oh, yeah. combo. Yes. He was <laughs> Pink, blue, and yellow. Yeah, he you was, got it. He was rocking it, man. And Buffalo is a great city. They got crazy ass fans. Bills fans. They're right next to Niagara the Falls. The mafia. It, there's snow. There's snow still there today. All right. So I know <laughs> there'll be four foot of snow tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. You guys aren't the biggest NBA fans, but still, who is your? I'm starting to get into it. Like who is a lot your? Um, who's whether you want to say your NBA champion or who's in the finals? Who do you think? Either one. So. Booker getting hurt in Phoenix changes everything. Mm-hmm. So Don't I disagree. I think I think the Warriors are going to come out of the West. Okay. Um, the East is really they're going to beat each other up. Um, the East is really good this year. That's like the it. thing. The East is really good. I'm not going to shy away from Giannis until somebody beats Giannis. So I'm going to go Bucks Warriors and I'm going to go Bucks and six. Wow, I like it. I'm going to say. Warriors are coming out of the West, and the Celtics are coming out of the East. Okay. And the Warriors take it in seven. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go a little wacky on this one. 
gonna go Mavericks come out of the West. I knew it. I was gonna jokingly say Mavericks before you said it. There's something about I know I know the I way that the Mavs are set up this year definitely doesn't line up with other teams, but I Luca is so special. He is one him, Giannis, this is the greatest pool of international players that we've had in a very, very long time. Ooh. One of the greatest. I'm not going to say the greatest. It's okay. one of the greatest. All right. Cause just because where Giannis is right now, and then Luka is on his ascension, and then you have Jokic. He's having a down season. But I have the Mavs coming out of the West. Okay. I have the Bucks coming out of the East. I, I just don't think the Celtics are a good matchup with them. And I have the Bucks in five. Wow, wow. Like gentleman sweep, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, the reason why I made the noise I did when you said international talent, I grew up the era with Nowitzki and Tony Parker. So One of the greatest. Yeah. Because you can't – Dirk is one or two greatest international players. Yeah. I love Dirk. Yao Ming. Yao like, – Like that, that's the era that I kind of started following mm-hmm. basketball a little bit. Obviously, it was dominated by – the Shaq and Kobe, the, yeah, um, in the early Lakers, 2000s, yeah. Um, but you still had Popovich building the teams the way he did with Manu mm-hmm. Ginobili, with Tony Parker, obviously Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. You had the Mavericks, who had Steve Nash, who was a soccer player before he ever was a basketball player. Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the international p- pool right now is incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, it's gonna be great to see two international superstars in your bracket. Yeah. Get to the finals where you're gonna have Giannis once again, you know, getting out on top. I think top. it makes the finals more interesting because this is the first time in over a decade that neither LeBron or Kevin Durant are in the second round. Yeah, and then obviously LeBron went on that eight straight years of getting to the finals, so it's kind of like Brady not being in the Super Bowl every single year. Yeah. It's kind of like you get that little bit of diversity, and I think it's just opening up the pool of all these other teams and all these other players. So. I like your guys' picks. Yeah. I love it. I don't don't know. I think the Celtics could stomp out the Warriors, to be honest with you. You have the best on-ball defender in the NBA. Put him on Steph Curry. That's the way I look at it. I don't disagree. Marcus Smart is the best on-ball defender in the NBA. He's probably the best defender in the NBA. And I really like you taking your heart out of this and using your brain, knowing that... Into Giannis will dominate Williams, and then just and then just think about if Middleton does come back. Yes, I know there's there's it's a long shot exactly, but if he does come back, there's just no one who can stop Giannis, and there's no one big enough on the Celtics to stop him, and even you can't put Smart on him. No, he's too small. No, you don't have anyone who's got the length and who can. He is a big dude, and as smart as Al Harford is with his IQ, he does have years. He doesn't have the on athleticism the legs. Anymore. He doesn't have the athleticism anymore. Like Giannis is only like twenty six. Yeah, like 26, 27 in that range. Like, he's not he that was, much older than. Can us. you believe he was drafted fifteenth overall? Did you see his draft? Like what it's, he looked like? Oh, he was a rail. His arms were like this. Yeah. He was like Kevin Durant Test now. That man for HGH <laughs> at like eighteen. Is he on the? Is he on the Triple H uh, regiment of? I don't know what he's growth? on, but he is on to something. What do we got here? So I've just been. Looking at notifications because I was going to pull up um, the UCL, the United Championships League. Okay. Because it's in the semifinals right now. Okay. Uh, City actually played uh, Real Madrid today in a very fucking good game. And it 4 3 City in the first leg. Um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, 
set a record in the UCL final today. The fastest goal in a UCL final game with 96 seconds. Whoa. Under under 100 seconds, he scored a goal against the um, against uh, Benzema. He actually was going up against Benzema. Um, That's crazy. And then they went up 2-0, and then Benzema evened it. Um, and then we went up 3-1, and then it went 3-3, and we won it 4-3 wow. on nice. the first leg. Um, but I was looking at the result or current the scoring of the Bruins game that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawala and Hall, Hawala and Hall scored goals for the Bruins within six seconds of each other. So score, face off, score six wow. eighteen and six or sixteen eighteen and sixteen twenty four. That's crazy. What the actual fuck? Well, you know what. To touche that, sometimes I'll be looking at my phone and I'll get notifications about the avalanche and it'll say goal. And then not even like 15 seconds later, it's like goal. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like goal. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look in there quick. It's like McKinnon goal, McKinnon assist, McKinnon assist. It's like, all right, can they do this in the playoff, please? Because, God. Well, here you have for the first goal. Um, it was ta- it was Hall and Pasternak assisted, and then Hall scored the next goal with Pasternak. Pasternak assisted, yeah. <laughs> Pasternak's unbelievable. He is. He's I, unbelievable. He's great for us. So, currently in the semifinal of the UEFA Championship uh, Champions League, uh, it's Man City, Real Madrid, Liverpool, and Villarreal. So Villarreal and Liverpool play leg one tomorrow at three, um, and then the semifinal le- leg two is Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Via Real and Liverpool play on Tuesday. Real Madrid and uh, Man City play on Wednesday, and then the final is played on the twenty eighth of May. Um, so they they're doing a UEFA break right now. Then they'll go back work on more of the Premiership. Yep. Which the Premiership right now, it is one point between City and Liverpool. City is at at one. Liverpool is at two with one point in between them. And when they played. Their massive matchup, they drew it. Yeah. 2-2. It's got me nervous because of the um, the future match days for Man City. Uh, let me see if I can pull up Manchester City's. Uh, so we play Leeds on Saturday. Then we play Newcastle. West Ham, who has me nervous. Aston Villa, and that, I believe, finishes off our match day, our matches, because we've played 33. We have five more to go. Uh, Liverpool has played 33 with five more to go. We have won one more match than Liverpool. We have drawn two less, and we've lost one more. So 80 points for City, 79 for Liverpool this season. It's super tight. Like the last couple of seasons that we've won the the title, because we've won it three of the last four or two of the last three, something like that. Um, it was like runaways. We ran away with it. We were we were champions by like match week thirty three, match week thirty four. No, this is gonna come down to the fucking wire. Yeah. Um, goals for. I mean, that's the way it should be. Um, Liverpool has a better goal differential for, for uh, than us. They have 63 where we have 59. But it's crazy to think. We've scored 80 goals. They've scored 85. 
we've had 21 goals against and 22 goals against Liverpool. That just shows you how strong our both our goaltending is. Oh, yeah. Whereas you have, like, Everton and Norwich. Uh, hey, Norwich, 69 goals against. 22 <laughs> goals for. Oof. They're at a negative 47 goal differential. Yikes. Wow. Man United, in sixth place, has a two goal differential. Plus or minus? Plus. Okay. 53-4, 51 against. Wow. Ninth place, Newcastle, has a 15th, a 15 goal differential. Negative, 15. Yikes. 44, 45 against. I think I've talked enough soccer. We can move <laughs> on to elsewhere. Well, uh, how the Athletics have a winning record, I can't figure out. Hey, don't question it. I, I am. Qu- I No, I am questioning. I, I, I keep looking at the schedule. And hey, I'm listen, like, I don't want to talk about fucking baseball records right now because Boston has been sucking some major peen right now. Well, you know what? At least I can have that one up for once. You can have that one on yeah. us. Yeah. We'll give you something. Yay. <laughs> Boston is 7 and 10. Yeah. Baltimore is 6 and 10. I mean, we won- A's won 3 out of 4 against Baltimore, and they proceeded to lose 2 out of 3 to Texas. Now they're playing San Francisco on a back-to-back before they go to Cleveland, or before they host Cleveland, I should say. Man, I I, I just don't get it. It's a very interesting season so far. They're like just a, a ragtag bunch. If they make the playoffs with thirty a million dollar payroll, someone really needs to question how the MLB is built. Can we can we talk about how the New York Mets are the best team in the MLB right now at thirteen and five? Give me what do you mean talk (laughs) about it? Look at their pitching staff, dude. Look at pull up their pitching staff. Go ahead. Tell me the tell me their top three starters. Pull up the Mets real quick Mm -hmm. because it's because it's Degrom, Mm -hmm. it's Scherzer, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember who else. Good. I'll, I'll wait. I'm not gonna say. Hold on. Let's let's go to their their schedule. Uh, box. Is that gonna give it to me? I don't think it's gonna give it to me. What is it? Carrasco. Carrasco. Oh, Bassett. No. No, no. The Carrasco. <laughs> I can't say his last name. I don't know how to say his last name. Pull it up real quick. Because Matt Scherzer is top Roster. in wins and strikes out. Strikeouts and then for ERA one point four seven. Carrasco, yeah, Carrasco. Okay, so you have on, on their starting rotation, they have Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco. Um, obviously, as you mentioned before, they have Scherzer, mm-hmm. which is just not fair, and uh, they have um, um, can you mention before Degrom? Degrom, how's that fair? Like how those your four start first four starters? Like who the hell are you how the hell are you supposed to get hits? I mean the the Grom it's it's already not even kosher how he uh how he dominates the way he does. You mean you you also have a lights out late man closer in Adam Ottavino? Yes, he is fucking lights out this season. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the um. Differentials right now. The Mets have a plus thirty-five differential. Let's be it. the The Dodgers have a plus forty-eight, and the San Francisco Giants have a plus thirty-nine. But that's to be expected from those two right now. But for the Mets to have a plus thirty-five differential, 
blows my mind. Okay. The fact that the Chicago Cubs have a plus 19 differential. DeGrom hasn't even started the game yet this year. You know that, right? No, he hasn't? No. Okay. I just went back and I just looked at DeGrom stats. Just, for, you know, shits and giggles. Just just look back at his 2021 before he got hurt. He went 7-2 and two in 15 starts. A 1.08 ERA. He had a .5 ERA for a long time. Yes. Okay. But that's not even the most amazing thing to me. The most amazing thing is the opponent batting average was 129. Just Jesus. over one out of every Kevin, he had 10 times. 146 strikeouts. He had more strikeouts than the opponent's batting average. Holy fuck. Okay. Walks and hits per inning, which I think is the most telling stat of a pitcher, how many times they allow runners on base. Mm-hmm. He allowed half a runner on base every inning. Half a human being. Wow. <laughs> and he's not even starting yet for the Mets. Like, he's not even in the rotation yet. Like, if the Mets don't win the World Series, that's embarrassing. I mean, if they keep up this trajectory, yeah. If they keep up this trajectory, they're going to have like 190 wins in the 162-game season. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, that's being facetious, but that it's crazy. They're that hey, damn good. Hey, if the season ended today, the A's would still be over 500. Yeah. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of the Mets, they're actually playing right now. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing the um, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, rest in peace. Ba- uh, Bassett. Oh, Bassett's pitching fuck tonight. balls. You know who we didn't talk about? Who? Mickey Cabrera. 3,000 oh, hits. that's right. 3,000 hits. He has almost more total hits than the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he well. also uh, is the first player ever to hit 3,000 hits and have a triple crown. Really? First ever play to do it. Really? Mm-hmm. Who else had a triple... Didn't Yaz have a triple crown, but he didn't have 3,000 hits, right? Never had... I don't Kyle Jastrzemski didn't hit. get 3,000 hits? Wow. Yeah, the Miggy stats are nuts. And he's just... He's only the seventh player to not only have 3,000 hits, but 500 or more home runs. Wow. He's in... He's in crazy company. That's incredible. He's like in... Yeah. Like in a category all his own, mm-hmm. basically. Who else is in that group? Three thousand hits, five hundred home runs. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess that Bonds is there. Hello. I'm gonna guess Bonds is there, right? No, Bonds doesn't even have three thousand hits. What am I saying? Three thousand hits, five hundred homers. Pull it up. Uh we have Hank Aaron. Okay. Willie Mays. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Eddie Murray. Okay. Rafael <laughs> Pamero. Steroids. Pool house. Pool holes, yep. So uh, two in this generation. A-Rod. Three in this generation. Oh. And uh, now Mickey. So three plays from this generation. That's incredible. That's really incredible. Something's in the water. Cabrera is one of, only one of seven players in MLB histories. Wow. Mm-hmm. With Pujols, Rodriguez, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, and Rafi, uh, Rafael Palmero. Yeah. Palmero will never get in the Hall of Fame because of the steroids. He's already been falling off the ballot. Alex Rodriguez should get in the Hall of Fame, but it's the same argument as Barry Bonds yeah. and Roger Clemens. So, you know, Pooh Holson Mickey should get in as long mm-hmm. as they were clean their entire career. So, um, the the question to pose now is who's going to be the next one to have three thousand hits? Oh, Mike Trout. What is he at now? Do we know? Uh, well, I mean, who's active? Who's close? But I think Mike Trout's going to get the three thousand hits. There's no reason why he shouldn't, unless injuries really curtail his career. Who's active um, hits leaders in Major League Baseball right now? 
Let us see. Active players. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I have something else up on my Google, so I'm just waiting. So the next player after Pujols and Cabrera is Robinson Cano. He won't get that. Um, Molina, Yadier de- Molina. Molina definitely won't get that. He's Votto. only got 2,100 hits. Votto's interesting, but he's yeah. 38 already. And he has he still has a tiny has a bit f- under 1,000 to go. Yeah. Um, Nelson Cruz is too old. 33 for Elvis oh, Andrews. Mike Trout is not even at 1,500 yet, but. But he's what? I'm not sure how old he is. Mike Trout's 30. 30. 30. So, oh, so yeah. he's played 12 seasons. He's at how many hits? 1,400? About four, 1,434. Okay, so 12 seasons, 1,400. Let's just say it's 110 hits a year. If he plays, maybe he's played 20 seasons. Man, he'll fall short too. Well, you have Freddie Freeman paid 13 seasons. He's only 32. Okay. Um, Manny Machado. One. He's 11 seasons, 29. I think it's going to be Jose Altuve. Yeah, because he's only 32 as well. He's played 12 seasons, he's 32, and he's got almost 1,800 hits. Yeah. If he lights it up this year, he could end the season with probably 1,850, and that leaves him 1,150 short, and he could play, what, eight more years? He could do it. If he really fucking cranked it up, Mm -hmm. he could do it. Barring any major injuries, too. Yeah. But yeah, because you look—I th- mean, think about it: Pujols and Cabrera, twenty seasons. Plus I would take—I would either take Freddie Freeman or Eric Hosmer, even though they have less hits than Jose Altuve. I could say Eric Hosmer as well. I—I I like Freddie Freeman. Freddie a lot. too, yeah. I really. You think DJ? Lemayhew? Yeah. Even Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt sitting at just sixteen under sixteen hundred. He's played twelve seasons. He's thirty-four though. It's so tough to forecast because the issue is you don't have hitters like what we had with like someone like Ichiro, mm-hmm. like someone who just gets out there and slaps singles. Everyone's out I there mean, now. Trying I mean, to if hit, you think about runs. it now, I think hit numbers are going to go up because the shift's going away. I don't know. Like so, all right. So example, like you look at a lot of these guys, they weren't suspect to the shift. You True. know what I'm saying? Trout's not suspect to the shift. Mm-mm. Gold, Goldschmidt's not suspect. Hosmer's not suspect. Okay, Freddie Freeman is because he's a left-handed bat and he pulls, but he's also almost at eighteen hundred hits. So he's obviously doing something right. He's either hitting it over, well, he's not hitting it over the wall every time because that break every home run record. But Anthony Rizzo's down there around fourteen hundred hits. So it, it's interesting because a lot of the guys we're looking at have already spent a lot of time in the majors. Mm-hmm. It's not like you got anybody up here. That's only been in the majors for ten seasons, no, nine seasons. Everybody's ten uh, is eleven or above, or above. Mm-hmm. Like Manny Machado, it, that's an interesting one. Fifteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred hits. He's twenty nine years old, with eleven seasons played. But then you also got, yeah, Manny Machado's a good call. Manny Machado could yeah. do it. Manny Machado could get the sticks 3, with 000. the Padres. I mean, it doesn't even really matter who he's playing for. Yeah. No, no, having having people in your lineup to protect you makes a big difference, man. Unless you're that dominant hitter like a Miguel Caprera. Like, Miguel's a dominant hitter. And if you don't pitch to him, you're in trouble because... He's played in his, his entire career in Detroit, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was 39. I can't believe he's been in the league 20 years. That's crazy. Pulse is 42. I know. I don't, like, you just think about it. You don't... Big, they've big, just been big there man forever. Al. Do you see the wheels on him? Oh, wheels. Bro. <laughs> he got waved in from second base. Yeah. 
Sure, only ho- beat the pitch because it was that way. Yeah. Guy threw it like to 14th base, which is the kid in the first row. Yeah. And he had a tailwind too. <laughs> Pushing him down third baseline. Poor line. bastard. My God. Uh, well, listen, we started this day speaking about my running accolades and we will finish speaking about the Boston Marathon. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, obviously, I did not participate. Uh, I knew many runners who were out there having themselves a great time, many people who requalified for Boston through their efforts. But we're going to talk about the elites. Evan Shabet was the men's winner, two hours and six minutes. This was his first major victory. Um, his best finish before this was in London, I believe back in 2016. Wow, so this gap. is this is a, a long gap from podiums for him. Um, so congratulations to Evan Shabet. The women's finish was down to the wire. The winner ended up taking the lead in the last, I think, 300 yards or something like that. And she had made a move earlier as they were coming onto Boylston and then ended up giving the position back. And then with the last 300 yards, she kicked. And she only won by two seconds. Um, and that was Paris Jepchichia, who ended up winning in 2-21-01. And she finished just ahead of... Um, I, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. But she finished 2-21-05, so four seconds was the difference. Wow. But that's not a lot when you watch the finish. Like, it... As you said, when we were watching it, it was like an F1 being commentated, the way that they were talking mm-hmm. about the passing and the back and the fourth. And it was a hell of a finish, hell of a finish. Um, and many runners, like I said, that I knew that were out there, many people who were out there spectating. People I just ran Newport with were there that day spectating, not running, because to run that back-to-back is incredible. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to one of my running friends, John. Uh, he actually ran the Boston Marathon backwards and then forwards. So what he did was he ran the course in reverse to the starting line, Mm -hmm. and then he ran the starting line to the finish line. So he ran two marathons that day. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Uh, He's on, I'll I'll tag him in a post, uh, Run Coach John is his name. Mm -hmm. And then I want to give a shout out to another huge running um, account person who's been a huge inspiration for me, Randy. Um, I actually met her this year when I went to Maryland. When I was in Salisbury, Maryland, I met her. Um, she had some runners who she's a coach or her husband's a coach. And they um, they had a couple of runners there. Her husband was running that race. And it just so happened that we were able to link up because she was there. Um, she's had her, um, her running kind of put on hold because of some injuries. And I know she's battled through a ton in the past. She's a huge inspiration for me, especially when I'm dealing with the little nagging injuries that I deal with. But hope she has a quick recovery. She's an awesome run on to follow so i know she follows us if anybody wants to go out and follow run randy run again a lot of good tips she's always helping me out through my my running escapades as i've been told is what it's been <laughs> called i shouldn't be running this many marathons this quickly but uh my legs will fall off one day yeah like i've told people if you see a leg from the knee down somewhere and it's got 26.2 tattooed on it you know it's mine and it's just been <laughs> taken by a bear so because i couldn't outrun the bear finally um, one little preview I will give for Ooh. next week conversation. Backlash? <laughs> no, it's two weeks. The draft. Ooh, oh, that's right. That's right. The draft is the this week. The thing is, week. the draft isn't that crazy this year as it's been in the past, but I think that's what makes it this interesting. This draft is going to be very defense mm-hmm. trench heavy, which is where we talk that football teams are built from. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So this coming season is going to be very interesting. And I'm not going to say a lot of teams are going to be built from the draft, but there's definitely going to be some key pieces that find themselves on NFL rosters this year from this draft. Yeah. Quarterback definitely not going number one, or they shouldn't. I think it's going to be an edge. I think it should be a lineman. Yeah, definitely an edge rusher, a lineman, somewhere in that in that range. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, you got teams saying now that they don't want to build um, free agency. They want to build through the draft like the Los Angeles Chargers who oh, basically went up. out and signed everybody and traded for, Ka- traded for Khalil Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson to yeah. a million dollar, like, multiple million dollar deal. Like, what the hell does that mean? I have no idea. They don't want to build through free agency even though they built, they through, built through free, free agency. agency. Yeah. <laughs> Like you built you you did it through the draft a couple years ago when you drafted Herbert, so but that was years ago. I don't know what the hell that's. Yeah, about. exactly. So, regardless, that'll definitely be a topic of conversation next weekend. Dave, take us home. As always, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to Doinked. You know, we kind of get off topic sometimes on this. You know, we went from running to F one to wrestling, to basketball, to baseball, to running, to NFL draft preview. Well, so, this is what this show is oh, about. Oh, and soccer. So, we also talked some yes, soccer. which is different, which is fun. And we talked Here, a little tiny bit of hockey. And, and we talked a little bit of golf. Yes. A little so, bit of golf with so, Tiger. Yes. So we always appreciate you guys tuning in. We'd appreciate your feedback. If you have anything you want us to discuss, if there's a sport that we don't talk, whether it's cricket, polo, water polo, uh, horse racing it's coming to that season I know the, the derby is going to be coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon um, my personal favorite spot right now cornhole so you know anybody, oh my god American Cornhole anybody Association wants to, anybody wants to take me on in cornhole holy shit oh, we need to play the I'm ACA, so bad at it but the I love ACA playing is it. fucking nuts bro I, I will I will. I challenge anybody who listens to this to cornhole anybody Shit, I'm about to start talking darts, too. There we go. <laughs> Fucking nine I can, darters. I, I can't do anything with darts, but cornhole, I'm a beast. So right. um, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to any of us on our personals. You can reach out directly on the page. Um, you can find the podcast on any streaming service. That includes Pod Pluto, Pod Uranus, Pod Bean, Apple iPod. Everywhere. We are, everywhere. We are also reviving the Double Doink Pod on Twitter. Yes. Michaela is going to be overtaking the Twitter page because yes. Dave and I both fucking hate Twitter. Let's well, get weird together. I, I will tell you this much. With Elon Musk taking over Twitter. You might find yourself on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to find myself on Twitter because one, I'm not a bot. And two, I'm going to stir some shit up. <laughs> you can do that on Love Dave and- Andre. No, I'm not even going to sugarcoat who the fuck it is. It's going to be David. You're going to know who it is. Dot. Hello? hello, ring ring, hello. I think well, that's, I think that's my cue. To go. That's my cue that I need to get going. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as always, this has been a Double Dunk Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.